What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Maddie Pace coming at you live from the Maddie Mo Show, the host of Most Mojo. Kicking off episode 231, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, episode 231. I hope you are in store for a whole lot of fun. But if this is, however, your first time tuning into the Maddie Mo Show, first off, thank you for letting me your ears and attention. Second off, hop into the iTunes podcast section where you can subscribe to the Maddie Mo Show and have every episode up there for free listening download. You can also catch me live on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, where you can also rate and review the show, hint, hint, wink, wink, Google Play Music, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, The Maddie Mo Show, IG and Twitter at Maddie underscore Pace, and Facebook at Maddie's Motivation if you need a little kick in the pants and some inspiration, ladies and gentlemen. But without any further ado, I am here to give to you the nostalgic, the iconic, the amazing Sunye Funday wrap-up, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, the Sunye Funday wrap-up. And if this is your first time tuning in, you couldn't have picked a better day because on this day, I like to release a bunch of positive, impacting, inspiring, empowering news stories that are going on in the world that you currently will not hear on a lot of your cookie-cutter news stations that like to promote a lot of negative BS, if you feel me. If you're wondering where I get all the info for this show, you can hop online at goodnewsnetwork.org, or you can also click the link if you're listening to me via Anchor right now, goodnewsnetwork.org. All the tunes you be hearing right now is on the Just Acoustic page. Go give them a sub smash on the YouTube, and you can check out Good News Network as well on Twitter. But before I hop into the Sunye Funday wrap-up, I got a couple of homies with me right now that I've known since I was knee-high to a fly side. You know what I'm saying? From back in the day, I got my man Trevor and Chad, why don't you say something to the people, baby? Give it up, Trev. Come on over here, Daddy. Say something. Don't be nervous. Say whatever you want to say, Daddy. Go What's ahead. up, y'all? <laughs> Thanks for having us tonight. <laughs> say something, Daddy. This is Chadwick. Hola, papito. <laughs> so Chad is not Spanish, and Trevor is not originally from the South, even though they posted nah, that. Live you live there, but you're not from there. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so we're going to hop in to the news stories. Boys, thank you so much for saying something, gracing the people with some goodness. Now, the first news story we have is a woman stunned to find out that anonymous kidney donor is actually her best friend, published by McKinley Corbley of the Good News Network. Now, Doncella Liggins and Beverly Birch have been best friends since they were sorority sisters in college decades ago. And over the course of the last year, they both have been hanging on to secrets that would soon leave each other stunned. For months, Liggins had refrained from telling her best friend that she had a kidney disease. After spending some time on the transplant list, she finally confessed to Birch. The two women waited with bated breath, hoping for a match to come through until they eventually received a call from St. Luke's saying that they found an anonymous donor. I said, what? And he said, yeah, there's a match. And I said, who? Liggins told the KMBC. He said, well, I can't tell you. The only thing I can tell you is that they're young and healthy. The sorority sisters were delighted, except Birch knew something that Liggins did not. Months passed until it was finally the day before the surgery, and Birch presented her friend with a card saying that she was the anonymous donor. She had been keeping her identity a secret from Liggins for months out of fear that she would jinx the surgery. At that moment, I realized who it was, said Liggins, and I went, oh my gosh, and it's you, it's you. Since the two women both live in the small town of Butler, Missouri, Bert says that she is pleasantly surprised that their community was able to keep her identity a secret. 
Fortunately, the surgery went off without a hitch, and they are both recovering from the operation. They hope that their story will inspire others to donate their organs as well. In quotes, I would absolutely do it again in a heartbeat, said Birch, but I really need my other kidney. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, that was a great first story. Now, the next story we have is pretty crazy, pretty impacting. The opioid crisis, as you know, has been an epidemic. It has been nonsense. So this one right here, the opioid crisis breakthrough, they found a non-addictive painkiller that is effective, published by the Good News Network, August 30th, 2018. These scientists have been working to find a safe, non-addictive painkiller to help fight the current opioid crisis in this country, and they may have done just that. Known as AT-121, the new chemical compound has dual therapeutic action that suppresses the addictive effects of opioids and produce morphine-like analgesic effects in non-human primates. In our study, we found AT-121 to be safe and non-addictive, as well as an effective pain medication, said Mai Chuan Ko professor of physiology and pharmacology at the School of Medicine. In addition, the compound also was effective at blocking abuse potential of prescription opioids, much like buprenorphine does for heroin, so we hope it could be used to treat pain and opioid abuse. The research, which was conducted by scientists at Wake Forest School of Medicine with the support of the National Institute on Drug Abuse, is published in the journal Science Translational Medicine. The main objective of this study was to design and test a chemical compound that would work on both the mu opioid receptor, the main component in the most effective prescription, painkillers, and the non-susception receptor, which opposes or blocks the abuse and dependence-related side effects of mu-targeted opioids. Current opioid pain drugs such as fentanyl and oxycodone work only on the mu opioid receptor, which also produces unwanted side effects, respiratory depression, abuse potential, increased sensitivity to pain, and physical dependence on the drug. We developed AT-121 that combines both activities in an appropriate balance in one single molecule, which we think is a better pharmaceutical strategy than to have two drugs to be used in combination, Coe said. In the study, the researchers observed that AT-121 showed the same level of pain relief as an opioid, but at a 100 times lower dose than morphine. At that dose, it also blunted the addictive effects of oxycodone, a commonly abused prescription drug. The bifunctional profile of AT-121 not only gave effective pain relief without abuse potential, it also lacked other opioid side effects that patients typically struggle with, such as itch, respiratory depression, tolerance, and dependence. Our data shows that targeting the non-susception opioid receptor not only dialed down the addictive and other side effects, it provided effective pain relief code said. The fact that this data was in non-human primates, a closely related species to humans, was also significant because it showed that compounds such as AT-121 have the translational potential to be a viable opioid alternative or replacement for prescription opioids. Next steps include conducting additional preclinical studies to collect more safety data and then, if all goes well, applying to Food and Drug Administration for approval to begin clinical trials in people, Coe said. So that is a huge breakthrough in the opioid crisis that is going on and has been going on for a while now. Great news story. The next one we have was published by McKinley Corby. Uh, City hires team of doctors to treat addicts on the street right where they are, just to add on to the opioid crisis even more. So in San Francisco,
Cisco. They are launching a groundbreaking new program that will provide opioid addiction treatment to homeless people directly on the streets. Mayor Mark Morell just announced that he will be investing $6 million in funding for the First in the Nation initiative as a means of curbing opioid addiction and reducing the risk of overdose. The program employs a dedicated team of physicians to go out onto the Bay Area streets and write buprenorphin prescriptions for drug-addicted homeless people. Buprenorphin is a pill that is taken daily to reduce withdrawal symptoms in drug users. The treatment has been shown to help in fighting off addiction and reducing rates of overdose. When asked why the physicians provided the treatment on the street rather than in a clinic, Dr. Barry Zevin, who is the city's medical director for street medicine and shelter health, told the New York Times, most health care for the homeless happens under the model of waiting for people to come in to a health center, but a lot of people never come in. There are a lot of mental health, substance abuse, and cognitive problems in this population, a lot of chronic illness, he added. Appointments are the enemy of homeless people. On the street, there are no appointments and no penalties or judgments for missing appointments. A year-long pilot study of the program showed that virtually all of the people, in quotes, who were approached by the clinicians were interested in the treatment. By the end of the study, a fair amount of drug users were still taking buprenorphine as a means of treating their addiction with the help of the clinical team. The street medicine buprenorphine program is another important step to address the crisis afflicting drug users in our community, said Barbara Garcia, San Francisco health director. Homeless people who use drugs are especially vulnerable and our system of care needs to adapt by going directly to them with compassionate outreach and expertise. We are able to help a group that we are missing by relying on a more traditional structure of clinic visits that does not work for everyone. So that is a great break through to go along with the last story. Now, this last story is a beautiful one, very heartfelt, you know what I'm saying? We got the puppies up, and a couple has taken 11,000 dogs into their own home so the pups won't be euthanized, published by McKinley Corbley. Life in the doghouse may not be too bad, according to this couple. As a means of saving dogs from being euthanized at regular animal shelters, Ron Danta and Danny Robert Shaw welcome dogs into their home until they can be adopted. They aren't just taking in one or two strays, however. The couple recently told CBS News that they currently share their home with 86 different dogs. The couple from Rembert, South Carolina, first opened their arms to rescue dogs after they began talk- taking in animals that were lost after Hurricane Katrina in 2005. As they continued taking in more and more pups, they turned their home into a sort of animal shelter <laughs> animal shelter called Danny and Ron's Rescue. To date, Danny and Ron have served over 11,000 dogs. A film crew recently put together a documentary about the couple called Life in the Doghouse, which will be showing in theaters on September 12th. All proceeds generated from the film will be donated to animal rescues and shelters, including Danny and Ron's Rescue. So if you love puppies, if you don't want to see them get hurt, go see the movie and your money will be donated to a great cause. And I promise you, you will not regret it. Now, as we close out all of the episodes here on the Maddie Mo Show, I'm going to leave you with the quote of the day that is actually up on the goodnewsnetwork.org page. And it is, the soul becomes dyed with the color of its thoughts. And that is by Marcus Aurelius, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you for tuning in. Stick around because I'm about to give you the final thought coming at you live in three, two, one. Let's get it. 
It doesn't take a lot to make a little change, but a little change will truly create a lot. And a lot of times people think that they have to go above and beyond. They have to have all the money in the world with resources. But all you truly need is you, your passion, and your purpose. In order to become more happier in life, you're going to have to give others that same happiness that you seek. And though it is tough to give 100 when you're not at 100, sometimes your self-worth will grow the more you help others selflessly. Because a lot of times it's not about what you can get, it's about what you can give. Because in life you attract exactly what you put out so if you're looking for a certain level of happiness if you're looking to become more successful if you're looking to get more powerful in life you're going to have to do the things that are difficult like pulling yourself out of the dark hole that you may be in and it's not impossible it is very possible sometimes you just have to become more than the problem you are talking about or dwelling in ladies and gentlemen you can do it I believe in you but you have to believe in you Each day you get is a chance, it is a blessing to make whatever you want to happen, happen, and you should never give up until you accomplish exactly that. And by the time you do accomplish it, I can almost guarantee you won't want to stop because it is such a great feeling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to the Maddie Mo Show. This has been a spectacular one presented to you by myself and sponsored by Olympia Landscaping as well as TNC Woodworking, my man Chad Park, my man Trevor Park, the brothers from Other Mothers. We appreciate you. We thank you. This is Maddie Pace coming at you live from the Maddie Mo Show, the host of the most mojo, saying one life, one love, I'm out.